Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Hardly Minding My Business. I am your host, Dashing D. I know, I know what y'all are saying. I know what you're saying. I know where the hell she been at. <laughs> I went on a little summer hiatus. I needed it uh, for multiple reasons, but also to kind of regroup and, and re, uh, reconfigure what this podcast should be about and what is meaningful to me in terms of, uh, you know, life from the closet. So here I am. There's not a whole lot of explanations other than that. Um, but I'm happy to be back. You know, I mean, I miss being in the closet. Sometimes I would just come in the closet and be like, all right, am I ready? Am I ready? Is this like a Beanie Siegel moment? I speak the truth every time I step in the booth. Like what, what am I, what am I about to do? And then, you know, I was like, you know, Dion, take your time because the problem is sometimes we take breaks and we don't take enough time and we don't reflect and we don't, we don't do any of the things we intend on doing when we take those breaks. So I allowed myself (laughs) the time to figure things out uh, so that I could come back and be better and just be here uh, and be present. Um, Listen, I had a conversation with someone recently where I was trying to lay out, I have so many different thoughts in my head. Y'all know I'm very scatterbrained. I had a lot of different thoughts in my head, still do, about what I want to do, about different things that I want to touch, um, you know, and just in terms of just life and, 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 and not just professionally, but personally, things that I'm interested in that I really want to explore, um, I made a list recently. I just sat down. Um, I was home and I was just uh, reflecting a little bit and trying to figure things out with the podcast. And I wrote a list of things, not just podcast related, but things that I want to do. Um, Things that have nothing to do with my corporate job, but just things that I want to to do and things that I want to happen. Um, in my life and not because I want to have some sort of rigid timeline or schedule or anything like that. I just felt like I needed to put it down all down on paper. Um, you know, you hear people talk about, uh, you know, starting something new, um, later on in life after they've done one thing for so long. And I just want to be someone who, is able to, who allows myself to explore, um, different things that I'm interested in and see where that takes me. I mean, I, there's a lot of things that I love to do and I love to be creative. And, um, someone reminded me recently, I'm gonna get to the conversation I had, but someone reminded me recently that, you know, I do creative shit. (laughs) I, I, I get my creative fix in a lot of different ways. Um, whether it be this podcast or the other podcast I do um, or um, some of the things that I have to do at work. Um, some of the social media, you know, social media is, 
tough, okay? For me, at least. Um, I've been trying to get back into it. If you follow me at Hardly Minding My Business, um, I'm sure you've seen that I've been posting a little bit more than... No, I've been posting, period. I wasn't posting before. I've been posting lately. Um, and just, you know, trying to get more comfortable with that. I've said that before, but I never really leaned into it the way I'm leaning into it now. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, see see where that takes me. Um, I be TikToking, like really TikToking, like posting videos and shit, which <laughs> if you've ever, um, if you were around for the days of DashingDeon.com, um, then you know that I was a blogger who mostly talked about my clothes and my adventures. Um, and I always wanted to, to shift the blog at some point. Um, I ended up stopping the blog, but I wanted to shift the blog at some point to doing weekend type of stuff. There's so many things. I, every season I make a list of things I want to do. Um, stuff I want to hit, uh, whether it be something specific to the season or just a restaurant that I want to try or a new treat spot that I want to try or something like that. Um, I make a list and then I try to tackle at least one of those things once a week. So I kind of stopped doing it for a while. And I don't know, I went out uh, last weekend and I did a bunch of stuff. <laughs> in one day. And I was like, yo, I want to get back on this weekend stuff. I kind of have started doing it on TikTok a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've kind I, I'm, I'm leaning more into that and, and posting like my weekend jaunts and, you know, my here, there and everywhere, uh, me frolicking around the city type of stuff. So definitely check out my TikTok, uh, if you are interested in that type of stuff, because I will be there. But yeah, I've just been trying to figure it out. Um, but what I was going to say is I had a conversation with someone recently, very recently, where, um, you know, I was talking about all these things that I envision for myself. Um, not just things that I envision for myself, but things that I envision in terms of how I want things to look. Uh, so namely this podcast, I think that's a really good example. Um, there was a way that I saw this podcast going when we first started, um, the first iteration of the podcast back in 2018. Can you believe that it's been that? It's 2022 and this podcast, podcast has existed since 2018. That is so wild to me. And that's another reason why I needed to get back because I just feel like, I love this podcast so much and I love doing it so much that I don't want to stop doing it. Um, but there are things that I envision for these uh, things that I take on. And, you know, I guess I get frustrated when things don't happen the way that I want them to or when I don't execute things the way that I want to. And, uh, and the person said to me, well why are you trying to be a perfectionist? And I had a hard time with this. I honestly, this conversation made me emotional because in my head and the way I see it is that I am just trying to do the thing that I set out to do, right? 
and sometimes to a fault. Um, and so maybe that is perfectionism. Sometimes it's to the point where I'm just like, ah, I'm not gonna, not gonna put this out today, or I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> Y'all don't know how many episodes of this podcast have not ever been released. Um, but there are quite, there, there are a bunch that just did not make it. Um, I always say that, you know, maybe one day I will go through them and put them out as bonus episodes. Uh, Some of them are just because, I don't know, I didn't love what I did. And some of them are actually had interesting topics, but I decided against it. Um, You know, that sort of thing where you psych yourself out of something. Um, So my frustration with this was that I don't, I don't ever want to be, I don't want to be perceived as a perfectionist. I want to be perceived and I want to embody uh, someone who is uh, creating things, someone who is trying to get shit done, um, and someone who creates things that people care about and things that I care about. It's just something that has made me think and made me realize that maybe I'm a little too hard on myself. Um, and I think that's kind of manifested itself here, um, in certain moments and certain, uh, spurts of time. Um, So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take that on the chin and I'm going to attempt to uh, just give y'all what I got. And I guess I should just tell y'all about like what's what's up with me. So when I left uh, the last episode that I did, I was getting ready to go on vacation um, to Jamaica. I had a wonderful time. That was back in June. I had a wonderful time. It was it was spectacular and I had fun. There, there are pictures. If you follow me on Dashing D, you know that there are pictures online. So please go check them out. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was that, you know. I, I've I've been summering a little bit. Um, but mostly work. Honestly, work. Uh, y'all know if you've been listening that I started a new job a while back. So <laughs> it's been good. No complaints. That sigh was more of things got busy quickly. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a lot of work, but it's been good. I'm still very happy. I'm still thriving. I still um, love. <laughs> Uh, the environment. I still love, you know, people I work with and um, the whole office culture. I mean, what is office culture these days anyway? Half the time, half the time people, people are working from home. But yeah, it's still going really well. Um, I still feel like my opinion, my ideas are valued. I still feel like... Um, there's flexibility. Um, and I'm still feeling like this was a really good move for me to make. I'm learning so much. Um, I know I said before that I wasn't, I was going to wait to share, uh, you know, anything about work and I'm honestly not going to get into too much about work, but 
I'm working in, I'm working for a podcast company and I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) It's very meta. Um, but I'm learning a lot of things from the other side of it that I did not know before. And it's really valuable information. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. Um, and I'm grateful for the alignment really, because this was like perfect for me. If I got to crunch numbers, I would rather crunch numbers about podcasts than a lot of other things. Right. So anyway, um, life's cool, you know, dating's cool, you know, still, still, you know, (laughs) pushing. Um, that's cool. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about, um, some thoughts I had, not necessarily about my stuff, but some thoughts that I was having. I'm trying to look at my notebook. Y'all know I, I, I take notes to make sure that I get everything down. But yeah, um, I'm still out here. Oh, you know what? This is the Hardly Minding My Business podcast, right? So of course, you know, I who would I be if I didn't mind other people's business a little bit? So this is about dating, actually. I'm walking home from work. Was it work? I went somewhere last week and I was walking home, uh, my usual route home. And I could hear these two young women behind me. I've, I figured they got to be somewhere in their mid-20s. And I can hear them. And one of them is asking a bunch of questions And she's basically asking, like, what do you think? Do you think that it's going to be like that tonight? What are your your other friends saying? Um, Do you want that to happen tonight? So I'm like, wait, what's going on here? So based on the other women's responses, I realized this, they are talking about the sex date. (laughs) Um, They are talking about the sex date. So... I'm like, all right, let me slow down a little bit. Let me listen. Um, So she's basically saying, you know, she's not against having sex with this man, but she doesn't know that she wants to have sex tonight. Apparently this would have been the third date. And y'all know a lot of people consider the third date to be the sex date. I guess the logic behind it is that the first date is like that initial getting to know you, trying to figure things out, trying to figure out if I like this or not. Are we going to do this again or not? Um, and then once you get past that and you're like, oh, this per- I'm digging this person. I think that we should hang out again. Then date number two is a lot more relaxed. It's a lot more comfortable. You probably have deeper conversations Um, if you haven't already, maybe now, you know, this is the time where you kind of, you know, really connect on a physical level and not physical meaning sex, but just like more touching and kissing maybe and stuff like that. And then, you know, you build it up a little bit, get to the edge, but don't go all the way. And then (laughs) this is what people say. I'm not even... I'm not even co-signing. Y'all know, y'all know me. It's vibes. If if I think it's right, then it's right. If I don't think it's right, and if I'm not ready for it, then I just don't do it. Um, it really just depends on the interaction with the person. And number three, date number three is usually okay. Well, you know, we liked each other. You know, I'm getting a little hot and bothered when I talk to this person. 
Um, when I see this person, I, my body tingles, you know, maybe I feel a little something, something in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the vag region, you know, whatever it is, right? Um, whatever kind of makes you go, so I don't know what that sound was, honestly. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of people say that that third date, maybe even the fourth date is the sex date. Um, that's the moment when you're like, oh, you know, uh, you can come upstairs or, oh, uh, do you want to come over for a nightcap or, you know, have a little drink or coffee before you go home? Like, what does this look like? So I felt her on the fact that, you know, she, she didn't sound ready. And here's my thing. And, and she was saying that all of her friends were like, this is it. This is the date. This is, now I just want, I, again, I don't know how old they were. I'm guessing, you know, just by looking at them and, 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 um, taking a good guess, an educated guess, <laughs> um, or an uninformed guess. I don't know. If people have to persuade you to have sex with someone, you probably shouldn't be having sex with them. You should already be at peace with the decision to have sex with someone. Uh, if that is the conversation at hand, I don't think that I don't think that it's productive to encourage someone who is not ready ready to have sex to do it um for multiple reasons also your third date and to be clear there's nothing wrong with having sex on the third date the first date the second date if that is what you choose to do the 10th date the 50th date if that is what you you and this person choose to do then that's fine but I just, I, I, I kind of felt bad for her because I felt like the way she was talking was like her back was kind of against the wall. Like everybody was like, well, what you going to do? You going to let him up? The friend that she was with was like, well, what if he asked to come upstairs? Would you let him? I think she ended up saying that she has like a roommate situation. So she doesn't think that she would, uh, you know, let him. And, and she said her response would be, um... She would just tell him that she was tired. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, me and my nosy ass, I turned around and I said, well, listen, I'm, eaves I'm eavesdropping. <laughs> so sorry to have eavesdropped on you, but just so you know, a really good tip. Um, if you are on the fence about sleeping with someone, uh, don't do it. Wait until you're ready. But what you can do is instead of telling him you're tired, uh, you wanna if you want a stronger case as to why, because people come up come come up with all types of shit like, oh, we could just get grab some coffee, we could do this, we could do that. Again, don't do anything you don't want to do. But I said, well, listen, just just tell him you have a work meeting in the morning. Tell him, you know, your boss. You know, you've got this big thing going on at work and your boss uh, called a meeting first thing. Don't want to stay out late. I'm so excited to go on this date with you. Um, I've really been having a good time with you and I did not want to cancel our date, but my boss called a meeting first thing in the morning. So not going to be able to, you know, 
stay too late. That's it. That's it. What he gonna do? Say you can't go to work? Girl? Mm-mm. But again, you know, and that was the end of that. She was, she looked a little embarrassed. Um, but I kind of wanted to encourage her and empower her to, you know, if that's not what you want to do, it's, it's a really weird situation when you're like, how, like you're talking to your friends. And I think it's great when, when your friends can, you know, be supportive and encourage you. But it's really weird to hear people say, like, to hear someone say, uh, my friends are like telling me to have sex with this person. Well, why? It's not their bodies. It's not their body. Maybe they would want to, but you don't have to want to. It was just a little odd, but I thought I might give her my little tip because it works. I've used it before. And that way you kind of put the person in a holding pattern almost, and you can kind of figure out what's going to happen on the next date. Not necessarily whether you want to have sex, not necessarily whether... Uh, you're going to have sex with the person or not, but whether you even want to, like maybe this this date will be a deciding factor. Maybe the next day you, you don't even want to go nowhere. You just want to rip his clothes off. That could be it too. <sighs> Listen, do what feels right. That is that is paramount. Do what feels right. Don't let anyone talk you into anything that you don't want to do. This takes me to another idea that I have. I really want to do like, um, <laughs> I really want to do like, a um, a series where we like, we engage about certain topics having to do with, uh, dating and relationships and things like that. Like I would love for people to write in questions or DM me questions or things that they think that we should talk about on this podcast. I know that the podcast has kind of moved away from the relationship and dating stuff. And that's kind of what I've been um, working on lately, trying to figure out what the right balance is. So I think I think we do all of it, right? Which is kind of what we've been doing um, lately, but I'm going to fine tune it a little bit more. So I'm thinking more, uh, a little less pop culture and a little more of this. Um, because I love talking about this stuff and that's why I started a podcast in the first place because I wanted to talk about relationships and dating and yeah. So if y'all have questions or, you know, or comments or something, a topic that, you know, maybe, maybe nobody's talking about or something that you're thinking about and you want to hear more about, um, let's get those things going. Like hit me up, let me know. And I will take them under advisement. We can talk about it. I will make a list and we will come on every episode and we will do something like this. Um, I don't know what we're going to call it just yet, but that's what we'll do. So, and it'll either be at the top of the show like like it just was or it will be at the bottom. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll feel it out and see what type of responses I get. But in the meantime... Everybody's favorite is coming up. So let's take a moment um, and I'm going to come back with Petty or Nah. Petty or Nah this week is, you know, shout out to my black girls for this one. Um, Why the fuck? (laughs) And 
I cringe even bringing this up, but why the fuck is it so difficult to get some braids these days? I've talked a little bit about this when I was going away a few months ago and I needed to get my hair done and I couldn't figure out what I was going to (laughs) do. I talked about it, but real shit, it has become so difficult to just get some braids done. Honestly, There are times where all I do, all I want to do is just put two little milk braids in my hair, two little cornrows in my hair, and I cannot do it myself, or else I would. You know, this shit used to cost $25. I paid $50 for it recently, a few months ago. I was like, well, what, what, what did you do? What what did you do? What did you do to my hair that I, I need to pay $50 for this? Listen, I am all about making sure the black girls get their money, making sure the black girls get their business. I want to support as much as I can. I am very much a braid girl and have been that for quite a while now, especially in a um, in the pandemic era that we are living in. I have not been relaxing my hair as often as I used to. I have not been going to my uh, my usual hairdresser every two to three weeks like I used to. I've just been getting my hair braided, you know, keeping it cute. Um, it's a lot more convenient for me because my guy is in Brooklyn and I live in New Jersey. So it's like, it makes more sense for me to do something like that. I mean, I haven't found someone in New Jersey that I like enough to do anything else with my hair. And honestly, I'm saying that, but I go all the way to Brooklyn to get my hair done sometimes. It really just depends on on who is available. Because okay, let's break it down. Let me let me break it down for you why I'm frustrated and why this is coming up in petty or not. First of all, braids cost a million dollars these days. I kind of touched on it a second ago, but braids cost a million dollars these days. You could ask for four plaques in your hair and they'll be like $250. Please make sure you give us a deposit of $75 and wash your hair before you come. What? You're not even gonna wash my hair? You're not even gonna wash my hair? I don't understand. Like how? Please make sure your hair is fully detangled and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but what, so what exactly is included in this price? And shout out to the to the braiding salons that do, in fact, wash your hair and include it with the service. A lot of places do not. A lot of them don't have the, um, the setup for it, to be honest. Um, at least in, in New York, I, in, in New York, New Jersey. I don't know. I don't know about anywhere else. Um, so that's the first thing. Braids cost a million dollars. The second thing is scheduling an appointment. Okay, so when I was young, when I was in junior high, high school, like my mom would give me a wad of cash and say, okay, go out to Church Avenue or wherever and go to the braiding spot and, you know, have them put some braids in your hair. Cool. Now, you can't just walk up any. Well, I mean, you shouldn't walk up anywhere anyway because you know pandemic. But even pre-pandemic, you can't really just unless you're in Harlem and you're getting your hair done out there. Which, if I lived in Harlem, I probably wouldn't be complaining right now. 
but I don't. And it is a trek to get from where I live in New Jersey to um, Harlem. And I already live incredibly close to the city. So if I'm saying that and that's a complaint for me, then you understand the distance. But, <laughs> yo, okay, so you got the one spot, because I have a few spots that I rotate. You got the one spot that only opens their appointments two weeks out. That's fine. Okay, whatever. But you can't get an appointment. The other thing is they're only open during like normal business hours, which sure it's a business. And so that's fine. If you need to be open between nine and four, I get it, but that's inconvenient for me. That's why there's memes going around all over the internet about uh, black girls taking a laptops to the Braden spot or <laughs> taking whole days off to go get box braids in their hairs or knotless braids in their hair. Because when are we supposed to get it done? If you try to go on Saturday, forget it. And then these places that take appointments, I love that they take appointments. It makes it very convenient for me, um, especially, again, when I'm traveling all the way to Brooklyn. I don't want to show up someplace as a walk-in and they can't take me or I end up sitting there for hours. Hated that when I was younger. So this is cool that you're going to take appointments, but there's never any appointments available. Or the appointments are like at random times. Like the appointment will be like 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. But I have work. So what am I supposed to do? Take a day off? I mean, I guess I could. Call out sick? I guess I could. But I don't really want to do that. It's also really hard to call out sick these days. Not that I can't do it. It's just when you work from home majority of the time, it feels weird to call out sick for certain things. It was so much easier when we were going into the office every day. It was like, oh, I'll call out. It's fine. It's fine. I call out for my sanity. Now I'm kind of like, uh, it's okay. I could take a little nap in the middle of the day if I want to. <laughs> this is how we get conditioned to end up in some bullshit. But anyway, yeah, so that that's that's that that spot. Then you have the other spot that I, I go to sometimes where those appointments only come out on the 16th of the month. And if at noon also working at noon on the 16th probably and so I gotta remember I gotta set an alarm which reminds me of like drops um for like merch drops which irritates me to no end but uh, I digress and I gotta you know figure it out oh when can I go again times are mostly well this spot is actually really good because they do like evening hours which is great because I can go on at like 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, which gives me more than enough time to leave home and get there. And it only usually takes me about an hour for the style that I like to get from this one, one particular person. But if you can find an appointment, if you log on at noon, and if there aren't a lot of people, and this person is becoming big time. She was in the New York Times recently. Uh, she did a famous singers here recently. I'm like, oh, and the prices are definitely going up. But honestly, that one is very reasonably priced. That's probably my favorite one because later hours, more reasonably priced. Then you got the other spot that I call that is really close to my apartment. I call them. They don't take real appointments. Like They'll be like, oh, when do you want to come and what do you want to get done? And I'll tell them and they'll look in their book and be like, okay, you could come then. And then 
they won't ask me my name or anything. And then I'll show up and I'll be like, hey, I had an appointment for this time for this service. And they just kind of stare at me. So I sit down and I wait. And then I end up waiting for a while. And then they're like, wait, what did you say you needed? And I'm like, I had an appointment. I called days ago to try to set up this appointment. And this is this is what it is. Oh, okay. They don't remember. Because half the time they don't take my name. So how would they remember? I just don't know what's happening in the world. Like, please help us. Please, okay? And honestly, if you know anybody in the the, the northern New Jersey area <laughs> or Brooklyn or even Manhattan that, you know, does affordable braids during hours, that makes sense. Honestly, I would really love to find somebody who could come to my apartment and braid my hair. That would be ideal, but also probably cost more money. We'll see. But you know, if y'all have any recommendations, send the recommendations my way. I would really, really appreciate it. But that is my petty or not. I just wish for all of us that, you know, getting braids wouldn't be so strenuous. Yeah. All right, what's next? Um... We got to talk about Morris Chestnut. I know that I talk about him a lot, and that's fine. If you don't like that I talk about Morris Chestnut, then that's okay. Morris Chestnut and his fine ass, you know, shout out to him and his wife. They have been married for a very long time. Um, And they have two beautiful children. I think it's two. Speaking of having two beautiful children, the internet just found out that Morris Chestnut has a son. His name is Grant. Grant looks just like his daddy. He looks young and fine. You know what Grant reminds me of? Seeing Morris Chestnut in The Best Man. Not once he hit the NFL, but before then, when they do the flashback of when he first walks in, I know this movie by heart, obviously. <laughs> so when Lance first walks in, it's his first scene of the movie. And they get to talking about, um, you know, how everyone met and, you know, oh, it's so amazing that, you know, he has a football, he has a Super Bowl ring and all of that, whatever. They do this flashback to when... Um, they were younger and they were in college and obviously for for the um for the scene they made Morris Chestnut look a lot younger than he was. Grant Chestnut looks exactly like that version of Morris Chestnut. I mean it is uncanny. He looks just like his daddy. He is fine just like his daddy. I looked it up. He is 25 years old. So he is definitely of age. Um, he's not for me, you know, because he is 25 years old. Um, but tell, tell the nieces, I mean, let the nieces know, um, not mine. They're too small, but let the nieces know that it's okay. Like go shoot your shot. I think he's living in Colorado. Um, they said that he lives his life under the radar. He's not really into, um, all of the fame and the fortune. He works in business um, for some company. I can't remember. It's none of our business <laughs> what company he works for anyway. But I just thought it was interesting um, that, you know, Morris, Morris Chestnut has a son that looks exactly like him because, I mean, 
Look at him. Look at Morris Chestnut. He is a fine ass man. Like it has been for so long. Like he's just not losing it. And that's okay. That is okay with me because I'm just going to continue to lust over him. Um, so yeah, that was a quick update on Morris Chestnut. What else is going on? Let's see. Uh well. I want to talk about I'm going to I'm going to briefly talk about this. I'm not going to talk too long about this because I don't know I don't know why this is happening. And maybe someone can clarify why this is happening or why this continues to happen. Ray J is very upset with Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner. Very upset with them. I know that several months ago he spoke out about the fact that um, the whole sex tape thing. Oh, when something came out on the Kardashian show, I think I actually did talk about this on the podcast. Um, when something came out that Kanye had gifted Kim the the remaining tape or something like that from the sex tapes, Ray J got pissed off and Ray J was like, yo, Y'all pushing a narrative that isn't true. Um, that was the one actually when that was the episode when uh Kim said something like, Oh, I don't know, he could have been um uh she said something like he could have been trying to have sex with me while I was sleeping or something like that. And I remember coming on this podcast and saying I thought that was gross because the implication of that statement is uh, you can read between the lines there. But Ray J is back at it. I don't know exactly what happened. What I do know is that Kanye has been, you know, back on the internet talking about Kim, talking about Kris Jenner, something to do with the kids in school. I'm not really paying too much attention to it. But Ray J was like, well, I got something to say too. And so Ray J starts talking about the, all the contracts that had to be signed for the sex tape and all this stuff that Kris Jenner and Kim got him involved in. And, you know, Ray J is obviously very frustrated and seemingly hurt by what has gone on between him and their family. Um, but I just, I don't, he keeps saying that he's doing it for his kids. He went on a whole rant on the internet the other day to the point where Kim Kardashian ended up blocking him because he was trying to screenshot um, their DMs and kind of do what Kanye did. He even at one point says, uh, I don't understand why, you know, Kanye says all this shit on the internet and he doesn't get blocked. You're still interacting with him. And, you know, you just blocked me off of this. Ray J, you know, listen... I'm sure that, no, I'm not sure, but I hear you and whatever it is you're saying happened, right? Um, I don't know for sure, but do I know that, you know, the Kardashians are opportunists and do we know that the reason the family <laughs> became so famous and so, 
recognized and they got their own show and all of that. Do we know that that's because of the sex tape that happened way back when? Yes. So the part that I think Ray J is missing is that Kanye West is the father of Kim Kardashian's four children. And you can't just, you can't just, you can, but it would look worse if she just blocked Kanye and Kanye couldn't get into contact with the mother of his children. I think that's a given. I think that's a no-brainer. I don't know why Ray J is at this point comparing himself to Kanye West. Kanye West was married to Kim Kardashian for quite a while. Um, they have children together. Um, I'm sad, actually, that Ray J is taking such a public stance at this point. I don't really know what's going on, like I said, behind the scenes. I don't know what's motivating him to do this. He keeps saying that it's for his children, and he does not want um, he said that he cares about his kids and he does not want this to affect his kids. I think the damage has already been done. And I think when you get on the internet and you start ranting and raving and making yourself look crazy, I think you create more damage, um, as it pertains to the kids, because yes, they will get older. They will be able to Google and it doesn't take them very long only takes them a few years to figure out Google and all that. It's not like it's not like at 18 they're going to discover the internet and all of a sudden find out what their parents did. They're going to find out that stuff well before. And so you just got to be, you know, you got to know what you're doing out there. So I don't know. I don't know what he means by that. I don't want to um, pretend to know what that means when he says that this is for his children. Um, but it's, it's a little strange to be honest. Um, and I, I wish Ray J peace. I also real shit. I wish all of them peace because Kanye clearly is still dealing with things with his, um, with Kim and the kids and it can't be easy for Kim Kardashian. Like all things considered, I, you know, at the end of the day, like, forget about the money and the sex tape and all that stuff. Like, she's a human being. Um, and I could at least see that. I don't care for her and her family. I don't follow their show or anything like that at this point. But I wish them all peace. Especially because they, they all have children. And, you know, I mean... I think that it's... it's it's important for you to be, for you to be at peace, um, so that you, you, you don't end up, um, I think it's important to show your resili resilience and show, um, that even though this thing happened so long ago, um, you know, ooh, I'm thriving and I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm sorting through it. And I hope that Ray J sorts through it. Cause it's really weird. It was it wasn't weird the last time he did it, but this time it was weird. So again, like if something triggered this and I just missed it, let me know. But it seems like the only thing that really triggered him was the fact that Kanye was posting uh texts. You know how Kanye likes to leak texts and things like that about Kim. Um but yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about the the therapist who um doesn't like black men.
So did y'all hear about this? Did did y'all hear about this uh, black woman? Uh, she's a therapist who recently lost her job at the practice she was at because she TikToks about black men. <laughs> She's not very kind <laughs> to black men. Um, I'm going to play the audio. I originally heard this story on the Higher Learning Podcast with Van, La- La- Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. Um, and so I'm actually pulling the audio from there. But all right, let's just let me play it first for y'all. And then and then we could talk about it. Expand your emotional vocabulary. It's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think yes, right? Long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Like, it used to be where men provided financially or with shmeat, and bitches can make their own self come, and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm going to need y'all to catch up on the emotional part. If a bitch is telling you, I need you to communicate more, open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? And let me, let me back up, let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90% of my clientele have been men. Black men specifically. And what we specifically work on is expanding their emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling. So when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all ain't had to choke that shit down since 2016. Anyway, if y'all are not in therapy expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is going to be more difficult. Goes on to talk about um, how a lot of y'all need talking to black men. A lot of y'all need either hell or jail. Um, in another TikTok that she did, she ended up losing her job because um, someone did a write up on her and the fact that she's a therapist and uh, seemingly unfit to therapize uh, the black men that she is very much telling us she serves. Um, This is a complicated one because apparently the reason why she was posting these TikToks is because of her own personal experiences and her own dating life. Um, Her TikTok was open uh, it was not private. Um, and she had all these things to say. I never want to see a black woman or any woman of color in a bad way. Or I never want it to be that, you know, we can't speak freely, right? However... You have to be able to read the room. Um, You have to be able to... Know your audience. You have to be able to see the fact that you are a therapist. And... Your job is very 
interactive and dependent on you providing a safe space for other people. And to your point, 90% of your clientele are Black men. And so if that is true, why would you get on the internet and disparage the people who make up 90% of your, your, your clientele or bash them or curse them out. Y'all motherfuckers, this y'all that hell or jail, all of that. Like it's a little too much. Now, no, I don't want to see anybody get fired, uh, for shit they put on TikTok unless, you know, it's heinous and, uh, you know, harmful to other people. But I understand exactly why she got fired. What do you do with this type of situation? What do you do? How do you how do you move on from that? Once it goes viral, what do you do? When your patients see this, what do you do? Because how are they, the 90%, supposed to trust you after this is on the internet and this is the way you're speaking? And maybe she's a lovely therapist. Maybe the people who she uh, was seeing were doing well. I mean, once she did get fired, she did also post a video saying that, you know, this was ridiculous and she's very sad because her now her patients are left without a therapist and that could be um, traumatic and also provide setbacks. Um in their healing process. And I totally understand that. I mean, uh, to just have your, your therapist be stripped from you in the middle of your treatment doesn't, doesn't help you. So I feel bad for those people as well. I just, how many of them though saw saw the video and were like, fuck this. I don't, I don't even want to go to this person anymore. I would be curious about that. The other thing that I'll say, and then I'll close it out, because again, like I said, it's complicated. I wish her well. Like I I, honestly, maybe she just needs to be an influencer. Maybe she needs to now that she has she has the degree, she could totally (laughs) flip this and get on uh, the social media means or create her own website or start her own podcast or whatever it is. And you know. Some people like that tough love type of approach. And so maybe there is a world where she can do that, but she can do that on her own terms. I don't think working for a a practice or wherever she was working and putting this stuff out to the internet was the best idea. But let's also talk about the woman, the Black woman who wrote her up and, and, and called her out and is basically what kind of snowballed this situation out of control. I'm wondering what is, what is, what is our responsibility here? Uh, did, did she have to do that? Did you have to be the one to call it out? And why? I would love to know from her why. Because, you know, the reality of the situation is, you know, we hardly mind our business over here, but there are certain situations where we just kind of go, you know what, let me let that that one play out the way it's going to play out. Because honestly, the fact that her TikTok was open, one of her clients, at least one, was bound to find her TikTok videos at some point. And you know what? If they had a problem with it, they could have either brought it to her or brought it to 
um, her place of employment. I don't know. I just kind of wish that it wasn't, this wasn't the case. I wish that this is not how it went down. Totally understand why, you know, the stuff with her job, why people are upset. I totally get all of that. I just don't totally understand why this other person, this other Black woman, felt the need to be the one to blow the whistle on this. It's like sometimes, and I say this all the time, right? Why can't we keep our business to ourselves? Like, send her a letter or note or DM or something and be like, yo, sis, what's what's going on? Can we talk about this? Can we have a conversation about this? Um... It's funny because I was doing, I had to do anti-racism training for work, which was interesting. But <laughs> one of the things that they talked about was calling out, calling in versus calling out. Um, and, you know, maybe this was one of those times where you could have just pulled her aside and be like, sis, what what is your thought process here? What are you trying to accomplish? Because this is damaging. This is damaging not only to you you and your reputation, but this is also damaging to those who might see it and, and, and feel something about it, especially if they know you and have been treated by you. So again, a complicated situation. It's unfortunate that she lost her job. I totally understand why she lost her job, but <laughs> it sucks. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe she, maybe she has a future as a TikTok therapist or something, you know, like maybe she doesn't need to be the, the very serious therapist who like sits in a room with a notepad and, you know, maybe she can evolve this and grow this into something else. Um, so yeah, uh, I was very curious about that. That, that really, I don't know. It frustrated me. It frustrated me because I'm like, uh, why'd you have to say that? Sometimes we got to keep family business in the family. Like, you don't need to put that shit out on TikTok like that. No. Uh, uh, no. All right. What else? What, what else? What else do I have for you guys? Um, I'm going to do what I'm watching next week because we've already been here for a while. So I'm going to do what I'm watching next week. Um, I did go see that Honk for Jesus movie. Movies were $3 last weekend. So I went to see it for $4.80. Um, <laughs> and I will talk about that next week. I'll also t- give my review of Rap Shit, even though Rap Shit ended last week. But I will certainly talk about that. But to close it out, speaking of Rap Shit, let's talk about Issa Rae for a second. Because, you know, I mean, love her to death. So she was on Drink Champs with Nori and ZJ EFN. Um, I've been watching a lot of Drink drink Champs lately because the guests have been very interesting to me. Like they had Patti LaBelle on. I don't know why Patti LaBelle was there, but it was highly entertaining. Um, (laughs) uh, Several months ago, they did Kanye West. Um, About a month ago, um, maybe almost two months now, they did Chris Brown. Um, I see Dave Chappelle was on it recently. I think they might've just released the video for that. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Talib Kweli, Yasin Bey, who, if you don't know by now, is uh, formerly known as Most Deaf. Um, and a bunch of other people. There's just been a bunch of people lately that have been super interesting. Uh, Irv Gotti and Ja Rule were on it. That kind of caused some controversy. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, please 
swing on over to Let's Have a Real Conversation when you get a chance. Just a reminder that Let's Have a Real Conversation is also on YouTube. So if you want to see my beautiful face (laughs) with me and my co-host, JD, then go right on over to LHRC. Um, This podcast is still not video, but never say never. Anyway, Issa Rae was on Drink Champs. I didn't watch the whole thing because Drink Champs is hella long. But here's what I will say. First of all, she spoke about Geminis, which I love Issa Rae. And she was kind. She was kind. She basically said, I'm going to find the clip and probably put it up on Instagram. Um, She basically said that, you know, she was like, Geminis are cool. They're crazy. But, you know, y'all are right. (laughs) And then... And and then she was like, y'all, oof, y'all are cold though. Y'all just cut people off when you're ready. And EFN, who apparently is a Gemini, also he was like, well, we give people a chance. And you see, you know, that's that Gemini energy where you're just like, wait, we're not terrible people. Please hold on. He's like, we give people a chance, but at the point where we say we're done, that's it. Washed my hands of that. <laughs> I just thought that was funny that that came up. That was such a random thing to come up in the conversation. But what I enjoyed was her talking about her journey, her her talking about being on the internet. Um, They brought up, she was uncomfortable when they brought up that she makes sure she takes care of her people and she gives opportunities to a lot of different people. And she was like, yo, if people work hard, I got a job for them. And I really respected that. Um, Y'all know I love everything she does. Um, she talked a little bit more about rap shit and, and insecure and how she's so heavily involved in curating the music for her shows, uh, which is really cool and really interesting because the soundtracks are always on point. Um, it's a long interview, but it's a good interview. So I would definitely check it out if you guys, uh, are interested in that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, there wasn't anything crazy that came out of that. I mean, I'm sure if I watched it a little bit longer, I would would see what happens. Because, you know, the whole idea of Drink Champs is that, you know, they walk in sober, but they don't leave sober. And so, (laughs) um, my favorite part, though, was the fact that uh, Nori brought up the fact that they, when they have a guest coming on, they ask them what kind of alcohol they want. And Issa Rae asked for Prosecco. And Nori was like, yo, as rich as you are, you still ask for Prosecco and not champagne? And she was like, that's what I came up on. So that's what I'm going to drink. And I respected that very much. (laughs) She's so down to earth. Um, But yeah, that's really all I got. Um, Do we have a tweet of the week? Let me see. Y'all completely forgot about the queen. (laughs) I'm over here looking up tweets to try to find a tweet of the week. (laughs) I'm not laughing at the queen. I'm just laughing because how did my mind just eject that part of what's happening right now? Um, I didn't 
I didn't not acknowledge it on purpose. Um, I plan to uh, say something about it. Um, so here it is. Uh, as we all know at this point, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, passed away. Um, it is all anyone can talk about, uh, whether they are speaking positively about her and the monarchy or not so positively. Um, so all I'll say is this, feel how you want to feel. You're entitled to that. Don't let anyone tell you how to feel about this or anything else for that matter. I think there is a way for us to be respectful of one another in that. Um, I don't shit. That's not true. I was going to say, I don't shit on the dead. Um, I feel like that's a very strong statement. And there are caveats and there is nuance to that statement. And that's the reason why I say that. No, I don't go around like celebrating that people have died. But I totally understand people, people's reactions and people's negative reactions to what has happened. Um, you're entitled to that. You're entitled to feel how you're going to feel. You're entitled to be informed enough to make those assessments. Um, col British colonialism <laughs> is real. Um, but also, <sighs> death is hard. Death is complicated. And death makes people feel a lot of different emotions. Um, especially when there's such a polarizing figure, uh, that we're talking about. So, you know, if you were saddened by the news... Um, I understand that if you, uh, moved on with your life and didn't really think much of it, I get that too. If you had something negative to say about policies that have come up under the queen's reign or about British colonialism or anything else, or about the treatment of Meghan Markle, I think that's, that is the most recent. And I think that's something that some people are forgetting that Prince Harry mar marrying Meghan Markle and that becoming a topic, race becoming a topic of conversation as it relates to the monarchy is very fresh on our minds. It just happened. And so, you know, there's that. There's that. Um... That is not something that can be denied. That is something that we watched with our own eyes. We experienced it firsthand. It's not something that happened 60 years ago that many of us cannot relate to or or, or think about. Um, but feel how you need to feel. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's it on the queen. Um, in terms of a, uh, I was going to say petty or not, but in terms of tweet of the week, let me see. Okay. So this is tweet of the week, there haven't been a lot. And I think it's just because 
between the queen passing away and 9-11, ha- 9/11 uh, being yesterday, there is just uh, a lot of uh, unhappy things being tweeted, but this, uh, this one I think is kind of funny and corny at the same time. And y'all know I'm a nerd. So the spelling of pneumonia is unnecessary. And honestly, bitch, <laughs> it is unnecessary. What is P-N-E-U? Like, what is that? What is, why is that necessary? Why are we doing this? I don't know. Made me think. I never thought about it before, but now I did. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please follow me on the socials. I am at Harley Minding My Business on TikTok and on Instagram. And hit me up. Let me know what y'all want to talk about. Let me know what relationship stuff, uh, dating stuff, all all that, all that, all that, all that. Uh, you want to talk about online dating? You want to talk about uh, you know, you know all the shit I've you know <laughs> tried and <laughs> failed <laughs> or whatever. You know, let's let's talk about it. Um, send me questions. Send me send me whatever, and we'll talk about it. We'll tell stories. We'll answer questions. We'll give advice. You know, I don't know if my advice is any good, but I give you some advice if that's what you're looking for. Need some t- tips and trip tricks why can't i talk tips and tricks um things not tricks tips on things um that maybe you need to do somebody was just asking me the other day about like how to manage when the check comes on a first date things like that so you know definitely hit me up and we can talk about those things and i'll also maybe put out some polls on harley money my business um instagram so that we could talk about it Uh, Anyway, I will talk to you next week. Bye.